This morning I uh, was reading an article about coronavirus and Australia and Omicron and uh, I read this uh, quote uh, from uh, one of the uh, people who works in hospitality in Queensland. He said, you get in this really bad headspace thinking why am I even bothering to look forward to anything anymore? There's this feeling of helplessness hopelessness and just wondering when is this ever going to end. His reflections on uh, being caught up in another COVID hotspot. And I, I found his words compelling because they speak to, I think, a, a, a feeling many uh, have, which is of helplessness and hopelessness in the face of a pan global pandemic that just keeps going and going and going. Hope, it seems, is hard to come by in 2021. Uh, you might remember at the end of last year, this time last year, uh, how overjoyed everybody was that 2020 was over, how full of uh, hope there was. Uh, we were at the thought of the end of 2020 with its with the bushfires and then COVID and you know everything's going to be great now that we're going into 20. 21. There was this huge trend on social media, particularly on TikTok, uh, of uh, saying goodbye to um, 2020. Now, I think I might even have one of those videos to show you, possibly, or maybe I never got to it in the end. No, I didn't. Um, but uh, I do have an article to read to you which uh, reflects the, the, the kind of... Uh, feeling that many people had at the end of 2020. From the USA Today, written on the 1st of January this year, uh, we read these words. Farewell 2020. Adios. Goodbye. Lots of folks would say good riddance. I'm not sorry at all to see you leave. In fact, I'm happy as all get out to see your successor, 2021, step up to the plate and take its rightful turn. You haven't played fair, 2020, and you know it. You've been the most horrendously cruel backyard bully on the playground, except you didn't just pinch an arm and pull a pigtail. You didn't just kick up dust and cause a ruckus. No, you snuffed out lots of lives. You wreaked a hell of a lot of havoc. You played real mean and created much mayhem. And he goes on to say this, this uh, author, Yes, 2020, you certainly bought the bad and you definitely delivered many dark moments. But what will keep us strong and focused as we say goodbye to you, most folks would say good riddance instead of goodbye, is the knowledge that the darkest moments eventually give way to the brightest light. As we say goodbye to you, 2020, we will strike a big old match and create a collective light that will carry us forward into 2021 and we'll call it the light of hope. This hope is not to be messed with. This hope cannot be snuffed out. It is unsnuffable. The darkest moments eventually give way to the brightest lights. They're going to, the, the striking of a big old match with a, with a light that's going to carry us forward, or perhaps we might say at the end of 2021, burn us even more unsnuffable hope it seems moving forward into 2021 refusing to let 2020 get the better of you one whole year later was all well and good until COVID didn't go away lockdowns continued people kept dying things got worse 
we've been relatively lucky in Hobart. 2021 was pretty good until the last five days or so. And even then, it hasn't been too bad, really. Still no one in hospital last time I checked. But for much of our world, 2021 was certainly no better than 2020. And as we're staring 22 in the face, it's hard to imagine that we could write the, sort, write the sort of article the USA Today wrote at the start of this year, hoping that somehow 2022 is going to be the year of hope. As our friend I quoted from the article in the ABC News this morning said, with Omicron, with the ongoing pandemic, with cases rising, there's a feeling of helplessness and hopelessness. So what do we do? What do we do with two years of disappointment with, and, 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 and now being at the end of 2021, having this sort of weird moment where normally we get this psychological kick from the new year, but being too afraid to hope for anything better than what we've experienced for the last two years? Do we just put that aside and uh, say some, some words that hopefully make us feel better, even though we know 2022 could be just as bad as the last few years. I don't think that's a viable option. Do we just give up all hope and, and spiral down into a, a state of depression and anxiety at the thought of another year like the last two? Well, I want to suggest a different way to have hope. But in doing so, we need to move the centre and source of our hope from uh, our hopes and dreams as human beings to the God who made man and his hopes and dreams for us. The reading I read just before from 1 Peter is a letter written to Christians who are having a really hard time of it in uh, Turkey, uh, in Asia Minor as it's known. This letter is written to them to encourage them to have hope in difficult times. And it's a much better word than the USA Today article at the start of this year because it calls us to a hope based in God. Let me remind you uh, what it says, verse uh, 3 to 5 of 1 Peter 1. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He, in his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never spoil, a perish, spoil or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. God has birthed us into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. A hope birthed in us by God, based not on this world's circumstances, but on the heavenly reality of God's victory over sin and death. This hope is our inheritance. Now we all know what an inheritance is, right? An inheritance is uh, something you get from someone when they die. Uh, if you die wealthy, your kids might get uh, all your money. But of course, the, your kids have no guarantee that you won't sell everything, go on a great adventure and travel around the world, leaving them with nothing. 
But our inheritance with God is not like that, a 50-50 bet hoping that your parents uh, uh, want to leave you some money behind. Our inheritance is kept in heaven and in verse 4 it will never perish, spoil or fade. God's not going to waste it. He's keeping it for us. And by faith, by trusting in God, we receive God's power to persevere through whatever trials this life throws at us, whatever pandemics uh, or quarantines or isolations this world throws at us. Uh, our inheritance is secure with God in heaven. See, Christian hope is so much better than worldly because worldly hope is really just the power of positive thinking. Worldly hope says 2020 sucked, 2021 sucked, but 2022 will be good. And we sort of just blindly build our lives on the vain hope. There are no guarantees of anything. Worldly hope says, I hope I get a better job next year. I hope my kids remember to call me for my birthday. I hope it doesn't rain tomorrow when I've got the party planned. It's wishful thinking. But Christian hope is not wishful thinking. It's a God-guaranteed future, a guaranteed inheritance that can sustain us through good times and bad. The Apostle Paul puts it like this in Romans chapter 5, verse 5. And hope does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. Hope doesn't disappoint us because as Christians, we experience God's love through the power of the Holy Spirit. See, when you become a Christian and you believe that Jesus really is the Son of God, that he really was born of a virgin named Mary, as we've remembered yesterday, uh, when you believe that he really did grow up in Jerusalem, as he really did, and that he died, he really did die on a cross, and his death really did pay the price for your sins. When you believe that he rose from the dead victorious, and that he really will come again, when you believe that he is really calling you to follow him and trust in him, when you believe all of this, this is the powerful work of God's Holy Spirit in your life, giving you eyes to see God's heavenly reality in the midst of a world that is broken and damaged. The Holy Spirit works in you as you continue to trust Jesus, making you more like Jesus, empowering you to love God, empowering you to love your neighbour and helping you have a deep sense of God's plans and purposes, helping you to hold on to hope even in the darkest and worst of times. Holy Spirit-inspired hope is not hope in worldly outcomes. It's hope in God himself, his good and perfect nature, his love and his promises and his gift of salvation. Let's take a look again at how hope shaped the life of the Christians that Peter wrote to in his letter from verses 6 to 9. In all of this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials, 
These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, great, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though it is refined by fire, may result in praise, glory and honour when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of their souls. See for these Christians going through hard times, their hope produces rejoicing, verse 6, even though it's hard. Their hope produces a deeper love for Jesus through the tough times as they realise just how good he is and how victorious he has been. Their hope, verse 8, produces a deep sense of joy as they consider who Christ is and all he's done and all he's promised. Their hope is the fruit of their salvation. Being saved, we see, verse 9, is not just a ticket to heaven when you die. It's a deep hope and joy because of Jesus in the here and now. So, 2021 is nearly over. And uh, it's ending much the way it started and much the way 2020 uh, went, disappointingly. I can say that from my office where I now live, hopefully until tomorrow, uh, that, that, that 2021 is uh, turning out to... Uh, 2022 is not looking great. Um, who knows how many more times you or I will become close contacts and spend... Uh, seven days in our offices. But as we come to the end of a year like this, several years like this, then I want to encourage you not to put your hope in the fact that you can go to the pub, not to put your hope in the fact that you can spend Christmas with your family, not to put your hope in the fact that just maybe the power of humanity will just somehow make everything turn out okay. Put your hope in Jesus. That's what Peter encourages these Christians he wrote to to do, verses 13 to 15. Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance, but just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. Put your hope in Jesus and as you set your mind on that, live out that hope in holy living. Holy living literally means living a different life, a set-apart life. I might uh, call this uh, beer stein of mine, Chris's holy beer stein, because it's set apart just for me to drink out of. No one else in my family drinks out of this holy mug. It's set apart for me. That's, lit, that's the literal meaning of the word holy. But of course, things that are set apart for me are much less significant than things that are set apart for God. And as we put our hope in Jesus, Peter calls us to live holy lives. That is, to be completely transformed by this hope, to live lives set apart for God. Lives that not become not all about personal gain and comfort, not all about self-satisfaction above all else, but lives that are about God. Loving God, loving others, and doing it 
sacrificially. As we look forward to 2022, and I hope to see you all in church in person uh, in 2022, let's hope that as we look to Jesus, the source of true hope, our response to that hope, the transforming power of the Spirit with that hope, is that God will be first in all aspects of our lives. Let's devote ourselves to his word. Let's uh, uh, commit ourselves to allowing his Holy Spirit to transform us. And let's be beacons of light in a world that is desperate for hope, but with no idea where to find it. Let me read to you those words again from an article literally penned this morning. Reflecting on their experiences in our world today, you get in this really bad headspace thinking, why am I even bothering to look forward to anything anymore? There's this feeling of helplessness, hopelessness, and just wondering when is this ever going to end? Our world is desperate for hope. And we know where to find it. It's not in a vaccine. It's not in the relaxation of government regulations. It's not in the end of a pandemic. It's in Jesus. And we have this hope and it sustains us through the toughest of times and our world desperately needs it. And so my prayer is Paul's prayer for you and for those whom we have an impact on as a church and as individuals. And let me finish by praying it. From Romans 15 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit.